I said, son, who the hell are you? He says, I'm Dirt Nabisky. And I'll promise you, we will put the biggest, most badass statue ever. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. As you guys might expect, this was my last home game. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Still wiping those tears of joy, pain, sorrow, excitement, and sadness. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I have a lot of emotions. Um, you know what? I was trying to think of a, a way to compare how how I felt right now, just how emotionally like drained I am, and it reminds me of my wedding day. And you know how the wedding day, like your wedding day, is just so crazy packed, it's and end, it's going to end very differently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I just remember just after everything. It just be so it's so emotionally draining before the fun stuff. Um, this podcast is not going to be as fun. Um, it was there's just so many emotions tonight, and it's a night that I'll never ever forget for the my the rest of my entire life. Uh, no matter when if my basketball years are done, I'll literally never forget this night. The night that. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki said that um, this is it, and it's his last game. And uh, we're gonna walk you through kind of this whole pods. It's gonna be about uh, his last game in Dallas, and from the beginning to the end, and uh, just everything that entailed with this incredible night. Yeah, there's no sense in trying to format any of this or trying to give you guys a a schedule or anything like that. We're just going to go through every single portion of the night and just talk about it and react to it. And uh, as much of it as we can remember, as much as it as I have, you know, written down and everything like that, we're just going to go through it. Um, start from entering the arena. What was the feeling like? There was that huge carnival kind of thing in front of, you know, the AAC at victory Plaza. There was all the dirt heads in there. There was on court stuff. What was going through your mind and what was, what was happening? Yeah. So I actually got there pretty early. Um, yeah, I made a point to get there early for today's game. It's the most important game I've ever been to and a lot of people's ever been to. And I, w- I went to Victory Park first and they had uh, it was just crazy. You know, they had you know, the blue carpet rolled out and they had you know these tall banner type of uh, stanchion things that I-, I tweeted out a video of me walking it and uh, you you kind of walk down the blue carpet and uh, starting at the very beginning uh, it was kind of Dirk, uh, in Dirk in his early years. And as you went along, the huge, tall posters that you could take pictures with was different milestones throughout his career. So you're pretty much walking down this blue carpet. It was like a timeline of Dirk's career. Uh, and then it led up to the steps outside the arena, in which had the Dirk letters. And you could take the picture uh, as the eye in Dirk. And uh, it was <clears throat> right beside the Build-A-Bear. Now, uh <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's a great that's a great podcast joke that we will probably give forever. Yes, the Build a Bear workshop, Budweiser Build a Bear, and uh, <laughs> uh, I went into the hangar, the Mavs gift shop, and they had all the uh, the uh, um, 
they had these massive like canvas posters of throughout Dirk's career, which is amazing. I'm like, I wish I could just drop my whole bank account on these right now. Uh, they're awesome. I tweeted out some pictures of some stuff from, from that, but it was just such a weird feeling pulling in. I, I had a conversation with Brad Townsend tonight and well, shout out to Brad. Brad had an incredible night too. And, uh, he, he made the first emotional uh, thing, but we'll get to that. Uh, but I had this conversation with Brad before the game and I, you know, I was like, man, it's so, it was such a, we were talking about just the weird feeling of pulling in and that this is, uh, you know, an anticipated game. Uh, you wasn't looking forward to, it. I was dreading it, but you knew it was happening and you were anxious for what the night was going to, uh, how it was going to unfold. But you were heartbroken and sad at the same time. You didn't want it to happen. It was such a weird feeling. Like, when do you have these type of moments that you're anxious for what's about to happen, and you're like, you don't want to say excited, but you like dread it too. It was just, it was a very weird, weird feeling. Um, but there's so many media there. I mean, this is the most media I've ever seen there. I mean, obviously, this is Trump's the Romo Day. Uh, this Trump's thirty k. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I mean, as much as, I mean, Dirk first uh, day with Luca. Yeah. Yeah. First Luca day. That was crazy. Uh, when Dirk, you know, first arrived, uh, the Mavericks Twitter account, Tim Cato tweeted out a a video. Uh, it was an amazing scene in which Dirk showed up, uh, and, and, and they had hundreds of workers, arena workers that were out there waiting for him where the players park. Uh, away from the media and everything before he get, even walks into the stadium i mean that that scene right there already got the emotions going like that watching that and seeing that um the appreciation the love the arena workers have for him was amazing and uh, it's crazy because the blue carpet comes in and goes into the locker room and uh, at first i got there so early uh security would like told me to leave like told me to move and it's like this is uh, Fox Sports puts a, puts this on. I'm like, um, no, like <laughs> we all stand here. Like we can all we can we can go wherever we want. And uh, and eventually over time, I guess there was too many people for him to kick out because uh, that place got packed <laughs> really really quick. And uh, uh, yeah, and I stayed there, and we all waited for Dirk to make his arrival to the to the arena and. Uh, Dirk's first thing he's like hey, is, this, is this finals <laughs> you know he, he joked that it's just the finals there's so much media so many people taking pictures and uh, and then he was there and that that's where kind of uh, media uh, all dispersed and went their different ways to talk to people and uh, kind of wait for uh, uh, and really led into Rick's pregame press conference that I'm going to mention a little bit about here in a second yeah it's just it's one of those those nights that there's just it's once it's not even once in a generation once in a it's just once in a lifetime it's once in a ever it's just the only time it's ever going to happen where a guy is that loyal to a team and it probably will never happen again where a player is with a team this long means so much to this city there was a stat during during the game that Fox Sports Southwest posted Dirk has played in over 48% of the Mavericks total games in their entire history Wow. Like just how much he means to that franchise can just not be understated. And uh you're saying it you know, you kind of dreaded it coming. It's sort of like if you if you loved high school, if you loved college, like you had really good college days, really good high school days, and you had a ton of friends and you had this, you know, and everybody was gonna separate at the end. Where you're looking forward to it because you're like, Man, this is gonna be an awesome day, this graduation day. 
uh, and then you also say, well, my life is going to completely change after this. Something is going to be missing from my life. This massive thing is going to be missing from my life after this. And it will never be the same. And that's kind of the way it is for the Mavericks, you know, and, and for, for fans. Yeah. There's this massive thing that's just going to be different now. And, uh, but you still have great days to look back upon. You still have, you know, the journey was the friends that we, we got along the way. <laughs> we got along the way. But, uh, man, what a, what a game to go out, though. I mean, just all the, the tributes in the middle. Dirk scoring 30 points. Uh, Dirk scoring 30 points, getting eight boards and three assists, adding up to, to 41 is just pretty incredible. That's incre- I didn't know that. Pretty incredible. Uh, the official attendance was uh, 21,041. Another sellout crowd. Another, <laughs> another sellout crowd. Man, uh, uh, that, that, that official really attendance, cool. I was I, th- I think they fudged that one, but <laughs> that's just me. No, there was a ton of people there. Um, Dirk came out swinging. He had 10 points in the first three minutes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, I, I want to talk about Rick's pregame press conference real quick. Yeah. He, uh, somebody asked him, where's Dirk rank all time? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think Rick was going to answer, but he actually answered. And he said top 12. And uh, I love that he answered it. And he brought up this thing. He said, used to when you looked at the players ranked in the top, you know, whatever, 10, 20 of all time. He said uh, he used to use these parameters of there are only a certain group of players that had 10, uh, that were a 10-time All-Star, that was a league MVP, and that was a finals MVP. And that had a, and he said a, a certain number of all NBAs, and he didn't know the number. He, that's what he said, a certain number. And he said Dirk was one of the few players, you know, select. It was like ten or eleven players that had that, and that that was like the criteria that one of the criteria that he said, you know, you can look at that. And uh, which is really interesting, you know, different people where they have Dirk all time. He's definitely that should be a summer. Tw- that should be a summer pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All for sure. Yeah, definitely top twenty, top fifteen. I, I argue he's top fifteen. And uh, go from there, but he uh, uh, a, f- a few things he did mention that he said you know something that separates Dirk. This is stuff that we all talk about all the time as fans, as people who cover the team. But it's just another thing to hear. Like Rick opened up a little bit more than he normally does, and uh, just on just obviously the special night. But he's you know he he mentioned and this is players that he's coached. He said you know Dirk did all of this with little to no Hall of Fame help. And the fact that he was talking about it, he said, you know, he had Jason Kidd towards the end of his career. He said, you know, obviously Nash just got inducted in the Hall of Fame, but that was, you know, at the beginning. He said, you know, some of these other guys, they, they had more they had more help around him uh, compared to what Dirk had. And Dirk had to Take put it on his his shoulders uh, more than uh, some of these other star players. And I, I'm glad that he mentioned that. I'm glad that he said that. Uh, Rick, was all, Rick was outstanding tonight. Uh, just, yeah, just opening up and uh being rick but the last thing i want to say about that press conference is he said he joked about uh the 30k night and rick said that he said the morning of the 30k night they're having a shoot around that morning and he said i went up individually to my point guards and to my playmakers <laughs> and i told them dirk is getting it tonight it is happening tonight and this is uh because uh, dirk at that point going into 30k now if you remember he needed like 20 something points uh to pass it yeah, but it was just a where it was at in the schedule and they wanted to be at home and they put out the shirts and like all the stuff so there's a bunch of pressure so it was just funny that the morning of that game rick had went to the playmakers point guards and said 
you're going to make this happen tonight. That that is for sure, and uh, everybody got a good uh, good chuckle out of that. But great, a great pregame press conference from Rick that kind of set the stage leading up to because after that, then then you get that's so Rick talked at five forty five, leads into like six o'clock uh, when he's done a little after six probably, and then you kind of got rough like an hour. Uh, until the game starts and there were, there were so much media there it was unbelievable <laughs> it was uh there was so much media there and you sent me this picture and i saw a couple other people post about this so the way that the mavericks media is set up there's there's several different places you can sit you can sit near courtside there's a couple seats there just for the important like beat writers and guys like that the full-time guys there's a section that i used to sit in that is you know over in, near uh like the opposite opposite corner of where the maniacs are and there's like two rows there, and most of that is for scouts and some media. And um, then there's then there's the the press box way at the top, right? And usually the the section that's that's opposite of the the where the Mavs maniacs are, they have little labels for every single spot that this is for certain media people, it's for certain important media people. And the press box is all open. There's just there's probably what two hundred chairs up there. I mean, there's just so probably. There's a, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, probably probably a little bit less than a hundred. Somewhere somewhere around. There's a lot. There, there, there's, there's a lot of chairs. Normally the ball boys set up there too. Um, like the the ball boys, the towel, yes. you know, the mop boys, or whatever. I don't even know what you freaking call them. But, Court attendants. Um, I don't know. Yeah, normally and, they sit up there too, and normally media fills the whole front row of the press box. I normally sit on the second row just because I like I have my computer and just like I just like my space more, and uh. I caught wind that there were like there were like labels on each seat. Every single seat in the press box had a label of uh, of a media company. And uh, for Mavs.com, uh, they had a couple down at the other section uh, in the lower bowl, but we only had one up top. And uh, so uh, I found out we were texting. I, I could have sat there, but Eddie Sefko was coming up there too. So I was like, all right, Eddie, you got this. And uh, I want to say – I said so from for the majority of the game, I literally sat on a staircase, and I sat on the staircase in, in the in the press box, and I watched the game. And at first, I was like, "Man, it sucks. I'm not I, I'm not like sitting in a seat, and I, you know whatever. You know, Eddie has our seat. That's that's cool." But I, then I found myself getting emotional during the game, and I'm like, "I'm glad I'm on the freaking staircase because <laughs> I would have been like wiping my tears." <laughs> around people and it gave me a moment and i really can appreciate it and seats started opening up because people started leaving for some why God awful reason why? i have no clue uh and seats started opening up and people would walk past me hey you can get grab the seat and i'm like no 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 i'm good because it gave me a moment to sit there in my in by myself and just soak in all of this moment and i never get that like as media people you never really get that moment and I just literally sat there on that staircase for the majority of the game and just got to soak in this moment. I didn't do any gifts. I didn't do any. I, I tweeted some throughout the game, but I just really soaked in the moment. And it, I mean, I, like I said, it's it's a, a night I'll never forget. But from and then the game starts. The the player intros <laughs> was yeah, yeah, let's, absolutely insane. Let's get to the. We haven't even got to the game start, but let's take our first break. And then uh, we'll come back. This will probably go to, to two parts. So we'll probably do a second podcast. So if you're listening to this, be excited because there's going to be two podcasts today. So On the same day, though. You're on not, the same day. You're yeah, going to yeah. have to wait for a whole other day. It'll yeah, be we'll, drop it, we'll drop it on the same day. So All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's start this game. All right, Isaac. 
by the way, somebody got upset yesterday that I didn't say all right, Isaac. I just said Isaac, and it threw him off after the break. I just said I saw I- that tweet. I didn't get it though because <laughs> after the break, I just said Isaac. Blah blah blah. I didn't say all right, Isaac. It's just become the thing. Uh, can we do a shout out for the the new in arena court graphic machine? Hey, holy crap, bro! That was awesome. Didn't I, didn't I just say to you like two days ago that the Mavericks should do the on court? You know, cool graphic stuff because yes. they, they, that they were doing during the the uh, was it the NCAA championship game. I was like, why don't the Mavs do something like this? And then boom, they're just absolutely saving it for incredible. The right they broke that out uh, pregame before like player intros and stuff. They obviously use it a ton after the game, but that yeah, the whole that's a, pregame. That's stuff. a great podcast topic, by the way. The the <laughs> graphics on the yeah court. the graphics on the court. Nobody can see them. Uh, but the pregame was just, you could just tell something was special just even from the way Dirk was. Dirk at the beginning of the game, pregame warm-up lines. He he pointed at, at a player, called him over, dunked on him, and then did like the, the jump high fives with everybody in line. And he was just having a blast, man. Just, just enjoying, soaking in every moment of it. And the camera. Place was going nuts every time he dunked it. There was just all these, these random, like every time Dirk would talk to somebody like, oh my gosh, that's, who is that? Is that Gary Payton? Like, freaking Gary Payton was, was there. There's- oh, my gosh. I tweeted this out. There are so many athletes and so many, like, celebrities there. You literally could not count. After the game, I mean, so after this- the game, during the game, I had a friend text me and said, hey, Jason Terry's two rows in front of me. Yeah. He was Like, he wasn't even, like, front row. Like, he was up in the stands. You just had and- to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had, uh, he had his family stuff there. But, I mean, from old like older teammates like um dj binga like yeah this, okay freaking- so this is the list i got a list of all the ones that i know of so obviously michael okay. finley was there yes jj barea was on pregame on fox sports southwest uh, he Dev- was great before the game too Devin and jj did their pregame jj made his joke about how he carried dirk through the 2011 finals which was awesome Sean Pre-game, Marion. if you didn't get to see that, J.J. Bread, Devin Harris grabbed the, uh, had the mic, addressed the crowd before the game from center court, and then they kind of talked uh, about Dirk for just briefly before the game. Yeah, I tweeted the video of J.J. Bray, so you can go to at Nick Van Exit, and you can, follow, you can see that video. Oh, it's hilarious. Tons of other videos on there, too. Uh, Gary Payton, courtside <laughs> before the game with Dirk. Brian Cardinal was on Fox Sports Southwest. The custodian was there. Uh, Charlie Villanueva. Dirk, Charlie speaking v. of Brian Cardinal, real quick, Dirk said that he talked to uh, Brian Cardinal oh, yeah. uh, before uh, last night before the game, uh, or the night before, and he said because we'll talk about Dirk's post game press conference, but how he 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 just decided a few days ago that this was going to be it, uh, or at least that's what he said in the presser, Man. and uh, and he said that he talked to Brian Cardinal uh, the night before his last game, home game here. And he, uh, he's saying he talked to him, you know, talked to him on the phone and stuff. And he, he's like, what's it like, like being retired? Yeah. You know, do you, do you miss playing yeah, the it. game? And he said, he said, cards, you know, cards told me, he said, huh, I miss it every time I'm awake. <laughs> I don't miss it only when I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss it only when I'm sleeping. And, uh, Man. uh it's cool that they have a, a correlation. Anyway, keep going. Charlie V. Charlie V was, was in the st- Charlie V was, was iced out, man. He was dripping. Charlie V. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he's going to remember this night, but uh. <laughs> Josh Howard was there with his AirPods in. Oh, I didn't see Josh Howard. Yeah, Josh Howard. Jet, Man, obviously. I love Josh Howard. It's one of my favorite Mavericks. Yeah, I don't know if you would recognize him just like because he was wearing a hat. He had his AirPods in. He just looked like a normal okay. guy out there. Huh. Uh, Jet was obviously there. DJ and Bango was there. And then yeah. obviously after the game, 
We didn't know we didn't know during the game, but Charles Barkley, Sean Kemp, Detlef Shrimp, Larry Bird, Scotty Pippen. I mean, just wow. Big time. Um I caught wind of just some the big time names that could possibly be there. I didn't know it was gonna be that big. Um shout out to the freaking ninety Sonics. I mean, you get Kemp, Peyton, and Detlef in the freaking same arena. How about that? I mean, if you're a Sonics guy and you're at this game, this is your boys. I mean, hey, what? There's still an SB Nation blog about the Sonics. If they're not writing a post tonight, then they're missing out on some. Content. What a freaking fun! I mean, uh, what a fun! I mean, did they have Hersey Hawkins there? Was he somewhere in the building too? Like, I mean, bringing out. But yeah, I mean, Detlef freaking looks straight up just like he did when he played. Yes, unbelievable. I, I, it was literally like. He, I mean, it, it was like a freaking Hall of Fame thing afterwards. Everybody's uh, packing the media room, and I'm walking down the hallway. I walk past Charles Barkley. I sit in on his little presser for a little bit, and that's when he's joking about Dirk. Uh, I don't hold much weight in the TNT, but if Dirk wants to come on TNT, uh, he can. And I, I walk he past. Said, no, no, no. The quote is so much better. He said, "I could find a way to get Kenny or Shaq fired and bring Dirk in." <laughs> Uh, which is awesome. Which, uh, which so Dirk I, in his, his post game, somebody asked him about it, and he was like, "No, that's not something I want to do. Is to go into broadcasting." And that made my heart very sad because I wish that Dirk would go into broadcasting just just a little bit, just dabble in it, just just show up every once in a while. But I don't think he's gonna do it. But I passed Chuck. I went down the hallway, and there's Scotty Pippen doing like this uh, German TV thing, and I'm I stand in on that. I'm like a few feet away from Scotty Pippen, and for me, like. I mean, obviously Jordan was my guy, like going out like as a kid, like, yeah. uh, and uh, Scotty's. It was a great. I've never been in. I've never been around Scotty before. And then Detlef walks past me, like, and I'm like, "What the freaking crap's going on? Like, this is just <laughs> insane." Uh, we're around NBA players all the time and stuff with this, but like these these guys are legends. But what's funny is Chuck was going by. Somebody tried to grab him, and they're like, "No, no, he's got to go. He's got to go." And then I was gonna try to talk to Scotty because I was just really wanting to yeah. talk to him. And they're like, no, we, he's got to go. He's got to go. And I'm like, where the crap are they going? Like, they just freaking leave. Yeah, they, like, they didn't do anything and, until the end of the game. So, but, well, the, yeah, this, yeah. So this was after, you know, after the game and all this. And then Dirk reveals uh, Brad Townsend with, uh, with a great question in the postgame press conference in which he said, what have you been doing? Because it took him a while to get to us in the media room. And he said, what, what have you been doing? And he said, well, uh, I went back there with, uh, with Chuck and them and I had a beer with the guys and stuff. So they were taking him <laughs> back to this back room and uh, Dirk went back and had a beer with him. But that, That's so great. All right, let's take our, our second break. And when we come back, maybe we'll talk about the game. Yeah, let's go back to the game. <laughs> All right, Isaac. So the game starts. Dirk is Dirk just starts off hot. You, you can tell that he's just he comes out swinging. He's ready to go. He's ready to to just throw down uh, ten points in the first three minutes. Just every shot I, I bet in the arena just felt electric. Just straight chills. I mean, I, I had so much. Chi- I had so many chills of when he hit that first shot. And I think he, then he missed his second, and then he made his third. He's going like off and on, you know, back or forth there. And I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, I, I literally could not describe it. The building was just, I mean, going absolutely insane. The MVP chance was the loudest chance I've ever heard in that entire place. 
it was just, I mean, it was it was unreal. Those shots, when he was making those shots and the team was just going out of their way to get him the ball every single time, Luca was awesome tonight, like getting him the ball and just being a, a fun kid that was just in awe of the moment. Like, There's a, uh, I, there's a great video of his reaction to Dirk's dunk. Like, oh, you, yeah, you, you tweeted your a, that video of it. Amazing. And, Oh, it was when he dunked. He dunked. I thought I didn't. I thought the building was going to like come down. I, like uh, how stable is the structure of the AAC? Like, is the foundation? How good was the foundation? People tweeted at me and like jokes about it, that they'll have to like check the arena because I mean it, it got so loud in there. Yeah, and, but, but uh, they've been selling out games for you know they sold the, sold out the last like seven hundred games. So they've you know they've carried. Did you know it's, it's, it's the longest? It's the longest sell uh, longest sellout streak in the league. No, no, no. It, like in the NBA, like in the entire history of the NBA. I wonder if we looked it up, if it'd be the longest in all of like professional sports. Well, that de- would be it's definitely com- going to beat the NFL. That would be an accomplishment. Baseball, every time I turn no. on a baseball game, there's like 20,000 open seats. Yes, there's like 38 people there. I bet some Premier League game, I bet, they, I bet they've sold out like all of them. Yeah, that's true. that's true. But they don't have enough games, though. They don't have as many games in the NBA, so... Or um, matches, sorry. They're but yeah, those the, those Dirk shots and those Dirk points in that first quarter. I mean, he was just. I mean, I was standing. He up, was looking every, good. Uh, oh yeah. He, he said he after ready. he said after the game, "This is the best I've felt physically." Right. Oh yeah, he was feeling but, it too. Like you could tell. But then he also said post game, he said that he uh, that he was tired within the first two minutes, and he he already asked to come out. Yeah, I leaned over. I was near. I was next to Charks. I leaned over Charks, and we both looked at each other at the same time and started laughing. We're like, uh, "But look, he uh, he's wore out. He was at like half court, and was he was it wasn't he was moving slow, and he was so uh, he had uh, used all of his energy, but <laughs> he gave it all, yeah. man. And, and and after every, I mean, that's so much stuff. Uh, shout out to the to the media or the marketing team and. Uh, for the Mavs, they killed it tonight. Like they, what to put this night together? These videos and everything uh, from their end. Uh, a lot of people won't see stuff that like Bobby and Mike and some of these guys do, and Jonathan and um, just all the photographer, all these people that make these videos and stuff happen. Uh, they were incredible. Those videos are incredible. But after like every single timeout, and after in the quarters, like <laughs> they had the you know these videos and stuff and. <clears throat> I was doing pretty, pretty good as far as I had weird emotions. I was doing pretty good. I was sitting on my stair, my stairs until that freaking Brad Townsend narration. Gosh, video. Come on, Brad. Oh my on, God. Brad. I, that was the first moment I, I, I teared up watching the video. He had, and every, I was like, he had everybody going, man. I was like tearing up a little bit. I was getting a little misty. You know, allergy season was like kicking in a little bit while I was watching the video because that's just that side of Dirk and how he would go to the children's hospitals and no one would know about it. And then, you know, Brad caught wind of it through some people and then he granted Brad access to go on just one of these trips. And he told Brad, he's like, hey, I, I don't want people to like know about it, like exactly what this to be sitting around me. I want you to tell the stories of the kids. And because this is just something Dirk always did on his own, didn't never want the limelight from that. And when that when it when it ended, I'm watching Dirk on the court, and I saw him starting to get a little emotional about it. And then they put him up on the jumbotron, and his face was getting all red, and he was like he was like bent over crying on the court. Like that was the first moment, man. Like that I uh, I've literally had, yeah. I, I get like chills in my arms thinking about it because it's just freaking Dirk, man. Like that, 
Dirk getting choked up and crying on the court. Like that's just not who he is. And you know, if it's getting to him, it's, it's big time. And that, yeah, it was, it was an awesome moment just, and, uh, I can't remember who said it after the game, but the biggest moment and the best part about it was that, you know, it it wasn't about Dirk, you know, as the athlete. It wasn't about Dirk as the NBA player. It wasn't about Dirk as the thirty thousand point man. It was about Dirk as the person. That's what got everybody. Yeah. That that was the big moment, and that's what you're gonna remember about Dirk. That's his legacy on his shoes before the game. You know, and I think the first quarter. I think he changed them after the first quarter, but his shoes said, you know, legacy and. um Loyalty. loyalty, legacy and yeah. loyalty on them. And I just thought that was so awesome. And uh, his legacy is super important to him. And uh, his legacy is, is important to Dallas. And he's the biggest athlete in Dallas sports history, probably. Yeah, you know, and somebody brought that up uh, post game about him being that. And, of course, you know, he, he deflected and said. He didn't just others. deflect it. He just, like, took it and threw it back at them and, like, like threw it as far as he could, like. Yeah, he, you know, he respected the comment and stuff, but he was like, you know, there's there's a lot of sports people that came to this town and um and in a bunch of different sports, football, baseball, whatever. And so you're not going to get Dirk uh, uh to be that um self-centered or at least admit that. But yeah, so then you lead into uh it gets to uh halftime and man, the tribute video in which they had for halftime uh it was great. <laughs> it was great. They had a ton of people on that tribute video. Do you want to talk about that now, or yeah, talk about it you... a little bit because we didn't get to see it on on League Pass, and then we'll uh, we'll cut to the the second part. Did you get to see it at all? Like, I think the Mavericks Twitter account um, tweeted it out. There's uh, so many, it... I can't even keep them straight at this point. Like, I remember one with George W. Bush in it. I remember one. <laughs> yeah, Bush. Bush was in it. Uh, uh, that and was the, I think that was after the at game, the very right? end, yeah, at the very end, um, which is a, a crazy sweet touch on it. It came across the screen, says special report, and you're like, "What is this?" Hey, <laughs> and it's freaking George Bush, <laughs> like is insane. Um, but yeah, so at halftime, they they didn't have any like big performance from anybody. It was this tribute video, and they would had and these videos since they couldn't get red bandos. Only fitting that. <laughs> uh, they and. They just showed instantly started showing these people sitting down in these chairs, and one by one they kind of went through the number. The if you didn't know what forty one twenty one one meant uh, after tonight, then I'm sorry you 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 can't understand anything at this point uh, because <laughs> they really hammered that uh, that home and um there was so many people I have a li- that, like this is just a handful of people that was in that tribute video Barkley Popovich LeBron Iverson. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. That was crazy. I love that one. I love that they have it in there because that the whole conversation, who's the greatest foreign international player of all time? Uh, it's Olajuwon or Dirk. It's that, that conversation. And the fact that Olajuwon was on there was amazing. Uh, they had Kevin Durant. They had Tyson Chandler. They had Steph Curry. Uh, Holger was on there. Matumbo. <laughs> uh, Matumbo oh, okay. Was on. I remember this one now. The disrespect. The disrespect to Matumbo and Elijah that they gave him subtitles and no one else. The absolute <laughs> disrespect. I will not stand for it. Uh, they had Kareem, which was just like uh, one yeah, line. Kareem, all they could get Kareem to say was, what was he? Played 21 seasons with one franchise. What's uh, he said? Rick, Rick Barry, Shaq. Uh, they had a bunch Shaq of other players. Uh, yeah, they Pun had a intended. bunch of players on, on there. Adam Silver was on that. 
Yeah. And Adam Silver had his own special video dedicated straight towards Dirk. And I thought that was special too. That that they showed that during a timeout or something in the second half to where it was just on the Jumbotron, just Adam Silver directed right towards Dirk and just what he means to the game and, and everything. I, I thought that was special too. But yeah, go find that video of the halftime tribute of all the you know, all of these players that they've gathered and talked to over time uh, about Dirk. It, that was really, really, really cool and really special. Absolutely. All right, let's take a uh, technically a break. We will drop the second part. We'll drop it on the exact same day. So if you're listening to this, there's a second part that is out at the exact same time. You'll be able to go listen to it there. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening to part one of the Dirk's final game, Locked On Maps. Peace out. I'll talk to you again in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom.